Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, back with another episode in our Connected series, which turns over the mic to our members to get their take on the new initiatives, trends and behaviours that are being born out of the coronavirus lockdown. Of course, this tweaked podcast format is part of a much bigger initiative at the IAB that we've set up in response to the digital advertising industry locking down and working from home. IAB UK Connected houses all the very best initiatives from our members, thought pieces and a whole schedule of practical digital learning modules. Find it all at iabuk.com forward slash connected. In today's episode, I chat with one of the IAB's newest members, Camilla Harrison, CEO of Anomaly London. It's a fascinating 20 minutes where we talk about the impact of their virus campaign, the pros and cons of virtual pitching, and how when you strip everything else away, culture is really about people, not a building. But I started by asking Camilla what it was that was keeping her busy at the moment. I suppose that actually it, I'd never anticipated how busy we would be because there is a lot of business as usual is, yeah, it may be slightly different, but then there was originally kind of the relocation energy mm. and, and, and I think that got nailed. But I think that the thing that makes you super busy is the uncertainty. So uh, all of our clients are living through uncertainty and trying to manage and make decisions in a sort of changing, ever unfolding environment that's impossible to predict. And so are we as a business. And that's just incredibly time consuming because yeah. you, it, it changes all the time and you need to endeavor to have scenarios for almost everything. So it's, yeah. it's very time consuming. And what were you, were anomaly a business who had a, a big work from home culture. I mean, you're global, so presumably, you know, video conferencing and stuff isn't totally brand new to anyone. But how did you, how did you sort of fare at the point where, right, Boris does the announcement, everyone's going to work from home if they can. How quickly did you sort of get into the rhythm of doing it? We saw, well, I mean, firstly, I think we saw it coming. So we'd done some tests and we'd done some remote working anyway. And um, I think we, yeah, you're right. We're very, we're a very global agency. You know, we have one PL, we share clients. Most of our clients have blended teams across offices. We work on different time zones. So the idea of sort of getting your work done in the office between 8.30 and 6 has never really been yeah. a working day in the way that most people have. So yeah. a lot of the, the clients we work on are, largely unaffected in terms of the ways of working um we did we spent an awful lot of time on zoom i mean what is great is that the geography feels even more irrelevant now yeah, yeah. you know everyone's just a person in a kitchen yeah. or in a bedroom or in a study yeah. and it doesn't really matter if you're in new york or shanghai or london or amsterdam that's the experience and so those blended teams feel even more even more one teamy it's a very good, but it's a very good leveler, isn't it? Um, the, the, one of the very first things you did was the virus campaign. Where, where did that come from, and um, have you got a sense of the impact that it's having? People, that, I mean, you effectively gave the toolkit to people to use and go out and shout about, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it came, it came from um, a designer in our design department who just was came up with it and was going to do it as something for us internally. And it was right at that moment where, it was right at that moment where um, 
no one was just no one was listening mm. and people were saying on social media stay home stay home but clearly no one was yeah and um people were still going to pubs it was sort of before proper lockdown had come in and um we just looked at it and we were like this is really good and it would be good to maybe share and put mm. out there so it was never oh let's come up with a campaign right. sort of it grew organically yeah and then we just decided to share it so we shared it to uh, a lot of organizations a lot of people and we had some amazing i mean the government gave us really good feedback on right. it but they were like quite deep into sort of the you know protect the nhs yes daily things by that point um but yeah we've had like you know tens of thousands of downloads of and i hope that people are you know if it's helpful using it but i think that moment is probably yeah uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully that yeah. collective behavior change has sort of set in yeah you you wonder whether you almost need like a second it sort of feels i went to the supermarket yesterday and it, it almost feels like people are sort of getting a bit comfortable getting closer again and it feels a bit more relaxed. You just wonder whether we're lulling back into this thing. So maybe, maybe there's another spot needed. Who knows? Um, on the creative process specifically, you know, so much of it, maybe it's sort of hardwired, maybe it's my own unconscious bias, but you sort of see the best creative process as being people physically in a room, chucking ideas around. Uh, am I sort of wildly wrong on that? And, and if not, has doing it remotely been quite hard? I mean, you sound fairly unique as a, a business because as you say, your teams are kind of cross markets and been used to doing this, but that, that idea of people sitting in a room and thrashing something out or, or even a pitch team, has that been harder to do virtually than what you would do in a room? Oh, wow. Well, um, well, I don't think anything replaces getting in a room. Hmm. I mean, it just doesn't. And I think this process, there are times, funny enough, I had, uh, I had an email from someone last night, uh, just saying what I would give for a whiteboard now. <laughs> uh, you know, and all of our rooms anomaly, every single room has a whiteboard in it. Right. And it's very collaborative and everyone's up with a marker pen and co-creating yeah. stuff. And I think that I wouldn't even say it's the creative process, it's just the iterative process of getting to the answer yeah. is a very organic collaborative process. And I think that is something that we are doing our best to replicate. But the sort of visceral building on each other mm -hmm. and kind of the visual thing that happens when you start to form an answer in a room. Yeah. Um, uh, you know that thing you kind of all write on a whiteboard and it doesn't yeah. make any sense to anyone who wasn't part of that process. And then at the end, everyone takes photos of the whiteboard. Yes seems to know what to do and, and 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 it's kind of a really extraordinary part of our process but mm. um we miss that for sure i think the creative process has we've just found really amazing where i mean i found it unbelievably humbling and uh actually quite extraordinary what's possible uh i would have thought that the taking away of you know here's the design department here yeah. here are edit suites here's this here's that here's motion graphics and people being able to sit and talk and over someone's shoulders and look yeah, at yeah, stuff yeah. together but people have found new ways to do it um and one thing that has definitely happened is discipline like mm. is incredible now and it yeah. makes you realize like briefing people brief so clearly and so well now yeah. so much better because they're giving someone and they can't then sit and adjust and be with them yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's so much um 
care and discipline around that so that what comes back will be right. And yeah. I think you can probably be in a collaborative workspace. You can get quite sloppy on that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Some of it, I think, has been super positive in terms well, of our own accountability. Well, that's, that's brilliant. And you, and you wonder sort of part some of the questions we've been asking people on here is what what do you think are some of the things that we're doing now maybe new stuff maybe slightly tweaked behavior that we do now that we might take on and that that feels like getting the brief sharper might be i mean that's going to be useful whenever we return to some sort of normality surely yeah for sure i mean if we can hold on to that and get all the collaboration back we'll yeah. be unstoppable lovely. right lovely um there's a there's sort of a question that leads on from that which is around culture and you know, we spend so much time and thought and energy into thinking about the physical spaces we worked and you talked about the whiteboards, the fact that everyone can collaborate. And then that sort of forms or reflects part of culture. And then suddenly we all go and work from the places where we, we're, we're not usually at work. How do you maintain that sense of anomalies, culture, and, um, you know, I guess the, the reason why people would love coming into that space where they work? And, and how hard is it to do via you know, if you're talking to the company on Zoom or Hangouts or Teams or whatever it is, is it, is it tough to maintain that culture? Because it's typically there around you and in front of you and, and everywhere. Um, I think, uh, well, culture, culture isn't building, I think. It's mm. people. And that's, this has reminded me of that. I think it's very easy to think that the culture is the building or the bar yeah. or the whatever. And or, or, or whether people go for a drink or whether there's a film club. And, and it isn't. It's sort of the people and how they are with each other. And I think that, I mean, I can tell that people miss the building and they miss each other. But what, what was the most, um, the thing that I will take with me from this period, no matter what, is how amazingly palpable the culture has been. Mm. And by that, I mean people just, showing up in every way uh helping each other out we we immediately were like how do we keep people keep people connected and we have two all agency meetings a week one of them's quite worky the other one's much more social nice. and everyone comes to them um we have competitions we do a thing called the week in zoom where everyone gets creative <laughs> with, their, with what they do on zoom whether it's nice. their background or telling little stories between the frames or doing and and we we celebrate all the kind of faux pas and all the really bits nice. great bits of ingenuity on zoom so we have loads of stuff and then what's been amazing is that just stuff has bubbled up from people and i had been kind of missing a few emails and then you know realized oh all those things the film club and uh these things and the pub quiz they're all just happening yeah. you know yeah. we've got our second chaotic pub quiz and the thing <laughs> is tomorrow night it's going to be absolutely feral but <laughs> the thing that's great is that everyone's flatmates and families joins too oh, so nice. it's like extended culture where you see inside everyone's lives and who they live with and they all come and take part in it as well. Nice. So I think it's, I think it's had a really positive effect on the culture. Yeah. Um, when you think about the work then, and <clears throat> in terms of, I guess, what, what clients are asking for, how much of it has remained, you talked a little bit about the start around the sort of the BAU stuff, how much is it has stuff pivoted to be more sensitive in terms of message around what's going on now? I mean, there's the, 
there's the brilliant uh, YouTube film that's doing the rounds, which is seven minutes of twinkly piano music. Plus, you know, basically they're all the same. But how much have you been rebriefed and how quickly you've been turning around stuff for clients who are saying, actually, what we're running probably isn't quite right because it's showing a bunch of people together or something else that you've had to that you've had to redo. Yeah, we well, I think initially wasn't there. I, I sort of think about it. There was what I called the hand sanitizer phase yes, early on. And then there was the melancholy music mm. with uplifting Zoom images <laughs> phase that we're sort of coming out of now. And there'll be another phase. And I suppose what all of that tells you is that trying to be hyper now is really yeah. hard because yeah. the shelf life of anything is minutes. Mm. And um, so... I think, I mean, we've seen, I think what's important is trying to make sure your brand, the brands that you work with are being true to themselves and doing what they should do and what's appropriate for them to do. So are we thinking about how brands behave during this period? hundred percent. But I think this idea of trying to find relevance if it isn't Mm. actually there is is a bit of a double-edged sword I think it's and 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 you know people are trying to map where they are on this journey but no one knows what this journey is or how long it's going to go or whether we're going to go backwards as well as forwards so it's, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous field I think to play in but we've had to pivot for sure a lot on on the stuff we've been doing we had the um, we had the brilliant Peter Field on yesterday, who was making the case that now more than ever you should be doubling down on your brand investment and not just switch guns into some sales activation, um, which is you know <clears throat> the knee jerk and maybe obvious. For actually, if you're under a bit of pressure from the CFO and you're trying to cut some costs, perhaps um, your marketing line would be that. But he was making the very sage case that you shouldn't be doing that. And actually, if all your competitors are doing that and you spend the same share of voices going up so you sort of come up with all this brilliant stuff um how is it a challenge that um in that very early stage when the lockdown was announced you know clients are thinking about oh god maybe we shouldn't be doing anything if we haven't got the right message and we we don't want to create something new and and get that wrong should we not do everything should we just come come off was that at all a, a challenge we've been quite fortunate quite a lot of our clients we you know we haven't got lots of fashion retail for mm. example and stuff like that so we have we have we have clients who, who who predominantly have been able to sort of keep trading yeah um and i think it is a different thing if you actually can't trade yeah at all uh what what that really means and and given it's a lever and you're probably the costs become yep. you know you have to get into a sort of survival space but i think for businesses that are able to trade even if they are impacted um, I think we'd, well, we're definitely entering a period where the reality of this is, is the tale of this, however long it is, is mm. going to be longer than anyone originally thought. Yeah. And therefore, I think those conversations are becoming more relevant now, which is not whether, but how, yes. what's wrong. Yeah. And, um, and I also think uh, there are opportunities to be be building your brand without without necessarily not in a in a in a sort of super heavy way i think there can be smart ways to build the brand mm. that don't have to be the kind of well we've got to go and i mean apart right. from anything else producing things is more challenging than yes. it was 
but 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 thinking about what building your brand looks like in this context and what people care about and where your brand can actually help deliver against what people care about yeah. i think is a really good ask and so and then there's just some nice we did a thing actually which is which is just just launched a few days ago which was just like there's moments of serendipity for brands so we we work with budweiser and we didn't do the, the original what's up film but we just oh, so good the what's up film and it's like that is an amazing yeah. piece of heritage brand work that is about people just connecting and checking in on yeah. each other yeah. which is so right for now when you go actually that was a really light thing to be able to do but yeah. it's a really right thing for a brand to do yeah. so there, there, there are there are things that yeah, yeah are possible what um what's what's made you most proud from from the team or the work so far you know given we're week six seven into lockdown <clears throat> and it is as we say going to go on a bit longer what, what's made you most proud oh god i did just just people i mean yeah. actually everyone not just not just anomaly i mean just you know resilient cheerful mm. uh people just dealing with it and i think you kind of you get very anxious before the shit hits the fan but actually yeah. when the shit hits the fan people people just seem to be have an extraordinary ability to be yeah. kind to each other try and help each other out and deal with it i've seen some absolutely amazing um we, we've been doing some pictures and i think that uh the commitment and energy from some of our young people like you know they don't have decades of experience in our industry uh and they're sort of often a lot of them are at the start of their career just their utter commitment and just like getting on with it and finding ways and their resourcefulness and still caring so much creatives who just care about craft yeah. so much even though their toolkit looks different and just yeah and actually probably the thing that makes me most proud is how is thinking about seeing people really care about their client partners yeah. and sort of really racking their brains and we've got whatsapp groups that have spread up which it sprouted up which are just how can we help cancer research who's nice. online yeah. what can we do and just people just proactively caring and thinking about it so yeah it's been incredibly life-affirming i yeah. think what um we always ask two questions with every guest uh camilla we've got uh, the first is can you describe the view for us from where you're sitting right now what my physical actual view yeah what are you looking at We've got a window. Have you got? We've had people looking at onto ah, sort of fields, into gardens. We've had apple oh, trees okay. described. I am sitting in the chair I sit in all day, every day, far too many hours. I'm in the room that I basically I live alone, but I'm spend my life in my kitchen at the moment because it's my place of work, which is also my place of exercise. So <laughs> at and it's also technically the place I cook, but I don't cook. But it's where my fridge is, which has. Food, but mostly drinking it. Very so good. that's basically my world. I look up, I look at my screen, I have my little, my little garden outside, and basically about 10 kettlebells and all manner of TRX <laughs> stuff just out of frame to my right, but no one on Zoom can see it. Yes, very so good. So I can literally just put a gym top on, and below the waist, I'm always in my gym kit. That's Love it. My Love it. Um, and then final question um, Did you make a lockdown to do list? And if you have, uh, have you ticked anything off yet? People are learning languages. They're doing deep cleans of stuff. I mean, 
it doesn't sound like you have an awful amount of time on your hand, hands outside of work, but any lockdown to-do list? My lockdown to-do list is stopping trying to not be anxious about the fact that I haven't achieved anything. <laughs> and uh, this is a gross and middle-class thing to say, but uh, I had to get up at 6am the other day to clean my house because it was making me so stressed. Oh, Meanwhile, everyone else is achieving kind of yoga <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've, I've achieved nothing. I'm going to come out of lockdown um, uh, having, yeah, learned no new skills whatsoever. <laughs> but having been humbled by everyone else. Well, this is, that, 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 that's a very important point. Also, um, I'm getting more sleep. That's what I have achieved. That's good. Because I don't commute, so I get, I get more sleep, which is Fantastic. basically finally enough. Good. So good. 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 It's out. All right. Um, thank you so much for giving us 20 minutes or so today. I know you're mega busy, so thank you so much for doing it. And um, best of luck with all the pitches that are going on and, and everything else. Thank you, James. Thank you. The IAB UK podcast. Camilla Harrison from Anomaly London there. My favourite bit of the interview was her response to what are you most proud of? And she said people. But she said people have an extraordinary ability to be kind to one another. And I think if there's one thing you take away or that we take into whatever normal looks like after this, surely it's got to be that. Um, That's it for today. But we'll be back soon with another episode. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one or look at what else we're doing to support IAB members right now, go to iabuk.com forward slash connected and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for IAB UK. Stay safe, stay at home and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.